Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to The Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. I am your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. My website's recoveryradiokmp3.com and to get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are, you and me. I am glad for that. And I am so grateful. I have no desire to drink. say about that read a couple things I'll just read my favorite thing here all right Page 85, first full paragraph. It's easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We're headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It's the proper use of the will. So it's four years ago today that I had a stroke. Can you believe that? I'm a young, spry athlete. Very young to have a stroke, but I did have one. Woke up in the middle of the night just freaking out. Hard to explain. Couldn't put my finger on it. Pacing around. And then uh, all of a sudden, I was just mumbling. And I was trying to speak, but I was unable to speak. And that was pretty, pretty terrifying experience. And, um, boy, my life has gotten so much better in so many ways since then. Very blessed to have good medical care and a cardiologist and a neurologist and a nutritionist and a 
therapist and, and um, wow, it's crazy how much good has come from that as a result of just doing all the stuff I talk about all the time on here, but it is, it's, it's, it's the anniversary of it. It's just pretty wild. I remember the first year anniversary, I was very, very difficult for me. I was really having a hard time. Um, I remember I was having panic attacks at that time related to it. And I think it happened at like 3.20 something in the morning. I don't remember the exact time now, but I used to know. And I was so worried that the same thing was going to happen at the same time. It's so strange how that is, but I woke up like two minutes after it after the time had passed and had this huge wave of relief, like I passed some kind of marker. It was crazy how the mind works. But anyways, just want to throw that out there that, you know, I don't know. Now all, all I see are all the good things that it's brought that an application of the principles of AA has allowed me to bring in my life as a result. It's pretty fascinating. My anniversary, my AA anniversary is coming up. Talk about that more coming up. All right, I'm going to read one sentence from the big book. I'm going to talk about it. All right. Let's see here. Page 102. Now they're talking about going out into the world and you're at a place where there's alcohol around. But this principle contained in this thing I'm going to read here applies to everything. It's the message of the book. It says it over and over and over and over and over again in different words, in different ways. But here it is. Very simple. A few sentences in to the top. A uh, few sentences in the top paragraph. Do not think about what you will get out of the occasion. Think of what you can bring to it. That's it. Do not think of what you can get out of the occasion. Think about what you're going to bring to it. I mean, in a nutshell, that's the program now. <laughs> well, that's the plot. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, I got to do an inventory then. Well, I'm not willing to do an inventory, though. I already did one recently. Well, i got to go back to step three, then. And that's how simple it is for me now. I'm either willing to see what I can bring to an occasion, or I need to do an inventory. 
And if I'm unwilling to do an inventory, I need to go back to step three. So what am I doing? Why am I not taking this seriously? Why am I running the show again? Why am I playing God? And why am I okay with that? My job now is to see what I can contribute as opposed to see what I can take. That's my job now. Well, I work with, I sponsor a couple guys, so, you know, I'm good. I mean, Big Book says, you know, working with other alcoholics will basically ensure immunity from drinking. And also says that a much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our homes and our jobs and, you know, our affairs all over. So it's not enough for me just to like take somebody through the steps and then go through the day not seeing what I can contribute, but seeing what I could take. And it's usually not a conscious thought, like, what can I take from this? But if I'm disappointed in what's happening, I'm seeing it's about what I'm getting or not getting. If I go somewhere and I'm disappointed in it, or I'm judging it, or I'm condemning it, or I'm, you know, somehow deriding it mentally or actually, I am there in the mindset of what can I take from this so for me it's that simple if I'm unwilling or unable to go anywhere in a different mindset other than what what am I contributing what can I add to this not like a martyr, not trying to save people, not trying to like, you know, be some kind of a hero or, a, you know, anything like that, but just seeing like, how can I enhance the, what else does it say here? Increase the pleasure of the people there. If it's a happy occasion. If I go somewhere and I complain, I am seeing what I can get from it. Well, I know, but some things just need to be complained about. Dude, if that's where I'm at for myself, I'm unwilling to stay there. That is a red flag to me. And I've got to get unblocked somehow. And if I can't get unblocked somehow through a simple practice of prayer and restarting my day and pivoting to love instead of fear, then I do an inventory. And if I'm unwilling to do an inventory, then I go back to step three. And if I'm unwilling to go back to step three, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. So for me, it's just, it's just that simple. Don't, don't see what you can get out of the occasion. See what you can add to it. See what you can bring to it.
well, I'm not really good at doing that. So I'm going to go to this place and like talk about how I'm not doing, I'm not good at doing that. Do not see what you can get out of the occasion. See what you can bring to it. Usually, my experience, the most loving thing I can bring anywhere is my ears. Not like, this place needs my wisdom. This place needs my, you know, whatever. Usually, I contribute by giving other people my ears. <laughs> Showing interest in lives. Of someone else. So. There you have it. <laughs> I almost got a really good modeling gig for Crisco. I was going to be all Crisco'd up. <laughs> so gross. So dumb. <laughs> that one's for you, Richard. Richard, my friend, my male model friend Richard likes to joke about being Criscoed up for <laughs> his print ads. Anyways, all right, waiter. Yeah, and just the one coffee. Yeah, I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. It's right here. If anybody needs to hear it, I'll say everything is okay. And um, I'm very grateful to my friends. I'm very grateful to um, I'm very grateful. Anyways, I'm going to go. Thank you. Yeah, just the one coffee. Just the coffee and the shame. And the remorse. Yeah. You hold on. You didn't charge me for the remorse. This is an honest program. Alright. Hello Chelsea. Hello Dave. Hello Mal. Have a beautiful day. I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go and try to live a life that was worth saving, and I hope you'll do the same.